morning. This is the Blaine's World podcast that can be found each week on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also listen in on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can find out more information at the website, www.blainsworld.net. I'm your host, Blaine Greenfield, and I'm here in my Zoom studio in lovely downtown Fairview, North Carolina. I'm speaking with two special guests today who are going to be talking about an upcoming show that I think you all are going to want to see. And my guests are Marcy Gallagher, and hi, Marcy, and, um, and Sarah Coaz. And Marcy already did it. There you go. You can wave to all your fans and friends <laughs> who are watching this. And um, each week, what we do is focus on different things that are happening in the Asheville area and throughout the country. And it's my pleasure to have this special show today because we're going to be talking about an upcoming show that's coming, I guess, what, next weekend, Marcy? Can you yep. believe it? Okay. I, and the show, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the show is at the cafe. You can see the poster in the background, but kind of, it's an amazing story about the show itself in that you just wrote this, Marcy, within, what, the last year or so? Uh, actually, it was uh, 2019. Okay, 2019, but you put it together in the last year. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's actually been almost one year exactly that um, you introduced me to Sarah about the music. And your so. story, I think, is amazing, Marcy, in that you've had about... 17 different careers, it seems like. But all of a sudden, after you retired from being an ice cream person, maker, or whatever, with Kilwins in Asheville, you mm -hmm. all of a sudden decided to write a play? How'd that come about? Um, it, it's just really strange. Uh, Tom and I, my husband Tom and I, went to see um, the musical um, The Greatest Showman in the movies. And I don't know, somehow that inspired me uh, the next morning I, I got up and I said to Tom, I'd like to write a musical. And he was like, okay. Cause he knows I have no musical talent or experience whatsoever. Uh, and, but he was like, okay, go for it. And I just started, I had an idea and I just started writing it and, uh, finished it maybe the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And of course, COVID happened and I just put it away uh, until things started opening up. And we should mention to folks that Marcy has a career as a writer and you've written several novels and you've written other stuff as well, but you've never written a, a musical. And that's where Sarah comes in in just a second that I still find it hard to believe that you wrote this musical, but no music. You just had the words to the songs. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the novels that I wrote were per, uh, personalized romance novels. So uh, they're only available on the website, yournovel.com. Um, and uh, so I did have that experience. But yeah, writing a musical was totally different. And I don't, I don't know, I wrote the lyrics in a kind of a poetry format, kind of. And I could almost hear the songs in my head, but of course, with no musical background, I, I you know, uh, so I somehow, I just knew that at some point in Asheville, I would find somebody who would be interested in writing the music. And I don't know how I felt that way or what, where that came from, but again, it was like, yeah, that, that's going to happen. Um, and then uh, serendipity, and and you helped uh, me get introduced to Sarah. 
And we should mention that's, of course, where the amazing Sarah Kors comes in. Yes. I had known Sarah as a musician, very talented musician, singer, songwriter. I think you told me off the air, Sarah, you've only, you've written a few songs. Would that be true? Yeah. (laughs) About how many songs have you written? I'm probably up to, I'm probably over 200 by now. Wow. Can you imagine? But now this, though, you didn't write the song. Somebody had written the song, the lyrics, but you then put it to music. And what was, what was that like? Had you ever done that before? That was, I had never done that before. I had previously always written my own lyrics and the music. And when Marcy approached me with the project, I told her that right away. I said, it sounds interesting, but I've never done anything like that before. Um, And when I looked at the poems, they were so rhythmic. They just already had this internal rhythm and this, uh, cadence that really lent itself to song very easily so marcy really teed everything up for me very nicely it was a lot of fun to work on because of that what was so cool when you came up with the music is that every song is different though in other words so marcy had written all the poems or if you will the, the lyrics to the song but somehow you took each one and gave it a separate twist is that kind of what you did yes so i felt that my what I could add to what Marcy, this really beautiful play that Marcy had already written was to sort of color in the um, color in the words, put a little emotion behind it, do some sonic color, I guess is how I thought of it. And um, my thought, which was different than when I'm thinking about writing just a single song was that I really wanted to give each song its own um to really bring out what the character is singing and what they're saying and what they're feeling but also i wanted to kind of tie the whole thing together with different thematic elements and chordal structures and things like that um so it ended up i think because i wrote i wrote marcy and i did this in a relatively short period of time and so there was a lot of spillover there were a lot of little themes that kept poking their head out in different songs, even though the songs overall themselves were different. So, uh, yeah. And we should talk about the fact what you just mentioned, about the time framework of this, because most people, Sarah, come up with a musical or even a show itself, and it'll take several years, period of time. But this story came together almost exactly a year from, from as we're talking now. And Marcia, if you can tell the story about the fact that when you first met Sarah, you kind of gave her this assignment. Then you thought she'd take a while and, and she knocked your socks off with when she came up with the songs. How quickly did she come up with them? Yeah, well, so, you know, I met Sarah through um, through you inviting us to see Sarah and uh, Mark do more chords uh, at the then Isis Music Hall. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the songs that Sarah wrote herself. And all of a sudden the the musical came into my view and I thought, I wonder if Sarah would be interested in writing the music. And I asked you about it after the show, because I knew you had known about at the cafe, how I'd written it. And I asked you, I said, did you, do you think Sarah would be interested in writing the music? And you said, yes. And I'm thinking, how do you know that? <laughs> but, but again, Blaine, that, that is a testament to your positivity. Um, Mr. Positivity, we like to call you. So you connected me with Sarah by email. Sarah and I uh, arranged to meet at a coffee house near both where we live. 
And I told her about the project and she, again, like she said, um, I've never done this before. And I said, well, I've never written a musical before. So <laughs> we're even, um, but I gave her the script and I said to her, look, if this just isn't something that you want to do, if it doesn't feel right, just let me know, no harm done. So I think it was a week or two later that she called me and said, uh, can we meet again? And I said, sure. And I didn't know if she was going to hand me the script back and say, you know, this just isn't for me. <laughs> Instead, she brought a big satchel and she brought her laptop out and she brought headphones out and um, she had me listen and she had written the first two songs. And I mean, I, I was just shocked. Not only did she done it so fast, but they were beautiful. They totally expressed what the lyrics said. And I, you know, it just confirmed in my head after seeing her and Mark in the show that Sarah's an incredibly talented person. And the fact that she did that in two weeks. And then I think it was like a month or two later, they were all done. All 13 songs were done. And again, it was, I, I don't know how she did it, but she's incredible. So and even if she I had very good material to work with. But <laughs> as you both tell the story, I'm, I'm getting a chill out of this because we should talk about, if you would, um, Sarah, the process usually isn't that quick. Or I should ask you, how long does it usually take you to write your song? It really depends. Some songs come out in like 15 minutes and they're just one thing and they sort of just pop out and um, and others need a little time to sort of sit and the lyrics don't quite come in the same kind of way. But the more you write, the faster they tend to come. You sort of get the idea of how to structure things. It's like building a birdhouse. You know, after a while, you know where the roof is supposed to go and the floor and the walls, even if the shapes are different sometimes. So it's a similar thing to that. You just get used to the materials that you're working with and um, you sort of know how to structure things a little bit better. And that blends speed to you, the, the process. But still, I think and, this is a pretty quick process, though. You can knock out 13 songs in like two months. Yeah. It was. Um, I have to credit my mom with part of this, too, because I went home at one point last year in September and my mom just keeps her house very beautiful. Like she's just it's a really beautiful space and it's very clear. And when I'm in that kind of a space, it's really easy to work. It's really easy to not be distracted by what's around me and to just kind of let this you know, let this beautiful space kind of be a channel for the music. So that was definitely a part of what happened. And we'll give a shout out to you, mom. Your mom's name is? Michelle. Michelle, it's almost too bad. I don't know, does she sing as well? Um, Not usually. They used to, my parents used to when I was a kid, and they both kind of got quiet as we got older. <laughs> but, but it's almost too bad Michelle's not in the area or we could have made her one of the, the, the people in the show, Mossy, you know, <laughs> since she had a, a part in playing it. And that kind of segues perfectly into talking about the show itself. So we kind of got the, the, the songs and how they got written. So at the cafe, if you would, Mossy, kind of a Reader's Digest version of the show. What's it about? It's about four middle-aged women who are grappling with the aging process as well as their own individual challenges. 
um, in, in, in middle age, we, we are facing challenges of uh, our bodies changing, um, you know, entering uh, retirement possibly or a new career or a parent who is ill um, and being caregivers. Um, so so there are, there are certain circumstances that we can all relate to that these women are going through. And, uh, and then it's um, a story about their friendship and how as friends, they bolster each other, but they also get together and just complain about everything that's going on. So it, it's a story about friendship and aging. Would you say any of this is autobiographical? Um, it, you know, in part, I mean, obviously I went through middle age. Uh, I'm a little beyond that right now, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and, and obviously I, I saw and I heard as our, as my friends were talking about different things going on with us. And so there was definitely a theme that was, uh, given to me by my life experience and, and dealing with, uh, middle age and friends and things like that. Age-wise, who do you see should see this? Who's it appropriate for? Um, anybody but children, <laughs> because there are some uh, adult mature themes and, and songs and, and lyrics. Um, so, you know, obviously anybody in middle age will be very relate to it. Uh, us who are a little bit past it, can relate to it because we can say, oh, yeah, I remember when. And then uh, people coming up to middle age. And it's like because there's a positive message at the end. And so instead of thinking as of middle age as, yeah, I'm going to be past my prime, I'm older, I'm not going to be worth anything, it gives a positive spin to it at the end. I think one of the things you, you put together uh, with the help of your director, and we'll talk about her in a second, is you put together this, I think, phenomenal cast that'll be telling the story. And I don't know if people can see it in the background, this great poster that Marcy has with the cast in, in the poster itself. But describe or talk about the, the cast, Marcy, if you would. Yes. Um, well, we have Karen Covington Yao, who has been uh, acting and singing for years and years and has been in numerous, numerous plays and musicals. Uh, very talented, uh, Madison Brightwell, who is also a, a, a seasoned actress and singer. And, you know, every every one of our actors in this uh, musical has experience and, and talent. Uh, Roberta Whiteside, who, um, again, is, is a, you know, seasoned performer and uh then we have Jan Robbins, who also has been in numerous productions. Madison Garris, who is a young lady, and she's been acting and singing since a very young age. And then Kai Strange, who has experience with the Montford Park Players uh, and uh, is now working at the Magnetic Theater. So it's, it's a well-rounded cast. They're all very individual. And, you know, I'm just very fortunate that it took a chance with this brand new uh, musical. Um, so it's it's been a joy to see them uh, embodying their characters and 
singing the songs that have so much uh, power to them for what each of these women are going through. By the way, I love how you describe that. I'll have to remember that, um, uh, Sarah, seasoned. You know, that's a nice way to describe somebody, a seasoned uh, individual. And apropos to that, you also were lucky in that you have a seasoned, I guess, musical director, and we'll also talk about your, your regular director. But talk yes. about the musical director a little bit. Yeah, Dave Bates um, plays uh, the keyboards. And again, he's been playing since I think he was a child. He plays in um, uh, certain, uh, I think there's a, a, he has a Tuesday, every other Tuesday song fest where they sing, where he has people from the community just come in and they sing Broadway songs and popular songs. And he's also written his own musicals and had them perform. And uh, so he took this challenge on and has been absolutely incredible working with the working with the actors. And he's just doing fantastic. And Janice Fertucci Schreiber, I think she's been in theater in various uh, positions. Uh, for 50 years. Well, no, except and, we'll, we'll say she's seasoned also. Would you say? Yeah, she's okay. seasoned. Right, and, right. Uh, and so we're very, very fortunate to have her directing. She's bringing uh, very, very wonderful ideas to the the script and to the staging. And then Cappy Tassetti is our stage manager. And she is known <laughs> as the prop cart because she has done so many shows where she is in charge of props and staging and things like that. So we are, we're, we're, we've got a great, great team and it's going to uh, result in a great production. If folks want to see this production, uh, mention, if you will, the dates and how to get tickets. Yes. Uh, August 18th, 19th and 20th. That's the first weekend. The second weekend is the 25th, 26th, and 27th. We're going to be performing this at the Tina McGuire Theater, which is a small black box theater uh, inside the Wortham Center for the Performing Arts. And uh, it's an intimate theater arena because it's got, I think we have like 56, 58 seats. And so it's very intimate and it's a great space. So if folks, it, if folks, if folks want to get tickets, do you have the website handy? Yes, it's www.worthamarts.com. And that's W-O-R-T-H-A-M-A-R-T-S dot org. I'm sorry, dot org. Worthamarts.org. And you could also go uh, to the box office. And uh, I think that's at uh, 18 Biltmore Avenue. And then they also, you can also get tickets by phone, uh, which is 257-4530. So there's several ways to get tickets. And as you mentioned, if folks actually go down there, uh, they can save a couple bucks as well because there's a less of a service charge if they want to buy yes. tickets in advance. And as you mentioned, Sarah, I guess, I don't know what nights you'll be there. Will you be at opening night, I assume, Sarah? Be I will be night? there for every night. Oh, every oh night. are you really? Yeah. Okay, very nice. But I should mention, folks, that you know, a lot of times people tell you that tickets are going to be hard to get. But already, this was like a week before, we already have a bunch of tickets sold. There aren't all that many tickets, especially for certain nights. 
So if you want to see this wonderful new musical uh, at a cafe, please get your tickets in advance because you're in for a treat if you're going to, um, if you want to see this show. And Marcy and Sarah, if it's okay with you, what I think I'll do is I'll include with the description one of the clips to the show, the one we were showing on Facebook. So if people want to get a feel for it, they can at least see one of the, the um, songs to the show. And it's just um, amazing that you guys put it together, and especially in the time frame where you put it together. You mentioned a year ago, you kind of got serious about it, put, it, put it together. So you've done this whole thing in a year, would you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the script was done, but it, it had it has gone through some changes. And uh, I'd like to shout out C.J. Breland, Please. Yeah. who is a dramaturge, uh, who is somebody who takes a new script and and really takes a deep dive into the characters and the scene, you know, flow. And she uh, she took the job of uh, just going through this and she made some wonderful, wonderful suggestions and recommendations. So um, I had the script and then, I, you know, it was just a matter of where do we uh, hold it? Who do we get to cast uh, in it? Um, there's a lot of business aspects to putting on this kind of production. I wanted to form an LLC. Uh, I uh, copyrighted the, the script and Sarah uh, and I copyrighted all the music. So uh, and then, you know, opening a bank account for the business. And so there's a lot of business aspects to this, too, which in the background uh, takes some time. Um, it was developing the program and having it printed. And it's just a lot of uh, uh, minutiae, a lot of details that need to be taken care of uh, throughout the production process. So let me ask you both, then. I'll start with Sarah, that this is the first time you actually, you've written lots of individual songs, but first time you've ever been involved in, in musical. Do you see yourself ever doing this again? I would love to do it again. I had so much fun writing those songs and working with Marcy. And um, what Marcy doesn't didn't tell when we met, we spoke and we had coffee and it was really nice. And she was asking if I wanted to be part of the project. I had already decided I was already a yes before I'd even <laughs> read the script because Marcy is just so positive and energetic and just brilliant. She's fun to work with and she keeps things moving. And um, and then when I read the script, I, I found myself <laughs> having very strong reactions to what the characters were doing. I was like, why are they doing that? Oh no, wait, yes, that's a nice thing, you know? So yes, I would definitely, I would do it again in a heartbeat. And, and I have to say, <clears throat> sorry, Blake, but I have to say, we have developed a wonderful friendship, Sarah and I, and working with her was so fabulous because she was also enthusiastic about this. And for somebody to take on this kind of a project, I thought was very courageous. Uh, and again, it, it just really uh, speaks highly of her talent as a, as a musician. So uh, kudos to Sarah, because this wouldn't be happening now if it wasn't for Sarah's music. And since the story is told through the music, uh, the music was so important, and Sarah just nailed it every step of the way. And the same question to you, Marcy, in terms of after this is done, uh, I don't want 
your husband to hear this, but do we have next plans for a next show or a next musical or you have anything in the works? Oh, well, not the works yet. Tom did say, Marcy, you can't start <laughs> another one until this one's finished. And I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got like three or four ideas floating in my head and other people have said, well, what about a play about this? Or what about a musical about this? So this is, this is my new career at 70 years old. It's, it's my new career because it has been an amazing learning experience. It's a wonderful creative outlet. And I encourage anyone who's middle-aged, before middle-aged, after middle-aged, senior, to explore uh, new things and doing new things and, and, and exploring your creativity and seeing where it takes you. It doesn't have to be a play that's produced. It can be anything, but... Uh, it sure breathes life into uh, this daily existence of being beyond middle aged, retired. There's no retirement for this for this person. Um, and by the way, we and I've heard that about a lot of people too. We should mention one other thing, Mossy, that you're doing with the show, which I think is really cool, is that you're working with one of the nonprofits in the area. That part of the proceeds are going to go to that group. What what group yes. is that? Yeah, it's called Hope Chest for Women. And it's, uh, it's a nonprofit in Western North Carolina to provide financial assistance to uh, women who are going through breast or gynecological cancer, who are having trouble affording uh, treatment, uh, their bills, uh, getting to and from their treatments. And I'm a breast cancer survivor myself. I have worked with Hope Test for Women in the past. So it's a wonderful organization. I felt it fit really well with uh, the theme of, of this musical. And so a portion of proceeds, ticket sales are gonna be uh, donated to them. And we should mention Mossy as we repeat the website. Well, I'll have you repeat the website and I'll, I'll mention one other thing we wanna share with people, but the website for tickets is what? Werethemart.org. Okay, it's starting next weekend already. Incredible for, for two weekends and you wanna to get yes. to see the show. Uh, Sarah, in terms of um, folks tracking your progress or some of the stuff you do aside from this show what's the best way to find out about you um i'm in the duo with my friend mark as you said earlier and the website for that is tumocores.com which is t-u-m-o-k-o-h-r-s.com and they can see some of your music there as well yeah there are some audio snippets of audio files and okay and i should mention you you're in a treat if you see that I should mention two last things also that as I, I think I may mention earlier that we're going to put in the description, we'll put one of the songs that Sarah wrote with Mossy that you can click it on if you want to see how it sounds and looks. So we encourage you to do that after you hear this podcast. And one final thing, Mossy, if I can share it with you, we're still in the middle of a uh, GoFundMe campaign, I believe, that if people would want to support Mossy's efforts, Sarah's efforts, everybody else's efforts, they can go to... Um, Go fund me. I'll, I'll put it in the description if you want to okay. get involved in the show and help help out with it. Please feel free to support it because it's just an incredible thing you'll, you'll be supporting. And I want to thank you both for, um, first of all, being my guest on today's podcast and also for all the work and time you put into this. I can't wait to next Friday and you guys are going to be great. So thank you very much. And um, Thank you, Blaine. Thank I'd you, Blaine. I'd also like to thank Kathy Tercetti, my producer, and you'll you already heard her mentioned as part of the show as well. Hopefully we'll see you folks sometime in the near future, if not before. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Bye. Great. Be well.